Hi, everyone. Welcome back into Primetime TV Show. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Marville Kelly. And back with me today, back by popular demand, is Dennis Kelly, also known as Doc, around the campus here in TV land. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Fine. How you doing? Jesus, it's about time we got back in here to do a nice live show with lots of information. Did I miss you? Yeah. Of course I did. Well, not really, because I was with you when we did a rerun, you know. <laughs> Never mind. Too much information. Anyway, we're excited about some of the things that we are about to really come rolling out on primetime in the next few weeks, the next few months, all the way into next year and into next spring. We are on a mission to really give back even more than we have worked on in the past, a mission to really help people feel better because honest, honestly, all kidding aside, we've been faced, as many of you may have recently, been faced with friends, relatives that have had health challenges, and there's so many reasons for it. Sometimes we don't know for sure, but it just makes you kind of step back, and we've had our own little, you know, uh, tidbits of challenge as well, but we have overcome them. In fact, I just came from my doctor's office today. All my blood work came back awesome. So we, we must kind of be doing something awesome. right, right? Absolutely. And the last time you went, your blood work was even way better than mine. But then I expect that from you. So it's, it's a good feeling when you feel like you've been proactive with your health and you're accountable. You dive in and see what you can do to make things better naturally, right? Absolutely. So that's what we've been doing. And I was posting on uh, Facebook over the weekend something that we learned, my, I would say probably late last week. And <clears throat> I was posting on Facebook about what the health epidemic is for the 21st century. You and I were talking about that. And it comes from the World Health Organization. Do you know what that is? Give me one word. John, give me one word. If you can, See if you can guess what, no, not stupidity, but what I tell you actually creates stupidity. You know what it is. We've been talking about this for how many years, ever since we have been together. And now we have it right here in black and white to give you probably the bad news. But we will follow up with the good news on what you can do about it. Go ahead. You have one guess. Stress. Stress. How many times have you heard us talk about stress being the number one cause for dis-ease and in many times premature death? Stress. And it's not something that we can take lightly today because not only is it affecting our generations that have had quite a few years on the planet and many years of stress, in and out of stress, but even the good stress, as you call it, the eustress, I mean, that's, that's stress, even though it's good stress, but the different things that this can cause will blow your mind. And that's why I really wanted to talk about this today because it is something that's on our heart after we see whether you're in business, whether it's personal relationships, stress can be that cause that puts us in our sickbed, that can cause those heart attacks, and AFib, and different things of that nature. And getting a hold of that, and you know, we like to call us the stress masters, but guess what? Even plumbers have leaky pipes. Do you think that every now and again, we may not have a moment where we're, you know, we're it's like, you know, it's just too much chronic stress all at one time. We know how to deal with it. And we have 
all the keys, all the, all the tools in the toolbox. But every now and again, it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. Yeah, it causes the brain cells to commit suicide. Yes. <clears throat> Excellent. It does. When you stop to think about that, well, you know, you, you may think that you're dealing with your stresses, but if you really hear what contributes even more so in today's world, it is probably overwhelming. In fact, according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, stress-related disorders and diseases such as heart disease, obesity, and diabetes have been on the rise in the whole population for decades. Additionally, a similar pattern is emerging in the stress-related mental health field, even though we're more connected than ever before in that mind-body-spirit. But do you know one thing that is also causing stress? Loneliness. Loneliness is now considered a major stress factor. And you know, when you stop to think about it, let's think about after we've raised our families, the kids are all grown, maybe they've moved away, or maybe you've lost a spouse or a significant other or a loved one, or maybe you feel like, okay, you've been there, done it all, you've worked, you raised your family, and you're home alone and you have nothing really to look forward to. That can create a major stress factor whether you realize it or not. So if you're sitting there within the sounds of my voice and you heard what I just said, think about maybe getting a pet, maybe making more friends or calling someone you hadn't talked to in a while. It raises that immune system. It really, it really, really does. So that's one of the things that I'm sharing with you from the World Health <clears throat> Organization. Even though they say our, our minds and our bodies are doing the best, that they can with what they have to work with, but let's face it, studies and re research show that the vast majority of people are feeling stressed. They're feeling stressed, anxious, and here's the big word, is overwhelmed. You know, I can handle stress, I can handle anxious, but when it becomes overwhelming, that's when, that's when I see the red flag. How about you? Absolutely, overwhelming comes from too much overcare. Caring about this, caring about that, trying to manage and juggle all the different cares we have. Most carry try, people try to carry their whole life on their back. That's so sad because you need to stop and take a couple of deep breaths. Those deep breaths that you take during the day could save your life tomorrow. You know, I'm really glad that you say that because for years and years and years, for those of you that know <clears throat> us, uh, my goodness, from all the shows that we did previous to um, being here at WeBeam TV, our definite home away from home, but when we were on the Home Shopping Network and the stress that, you know, we were under there and when we were selling your book and all, all the different components that come together that cause that overwhelm, we do what we do because we know it works because it's all validated from HeartMath Institute. You probably heard us talk about that as well. But I have a list of things that it's just, it's really going to be disturbing when I share this with you. But the reason being is because we love you. We love people. And this is what our mission is, is to help as many people as we can because we've, we've been there, we've done it, and we've tested tried and true techniques and principles with ourselves. You, are, you overcame cancer last year with melatoma, melatoma. With melanoma. melanoma. Good Lord, I'm thinking about sleeping with melatonin. <laughs> That's all right. And you did that last year, and uh, you have no scar to show it or anything like that. 
And do you think that might be because you have been taking care of yourself too and doing some alternative supplements and things of that nature that might have had something to do with it? Well, a lot has to do with the attitude, mm -hmm. the state of consciousness, and, and your ability to think positive under negative circumstances. Mm. <clears throat> stress spelled backwards is desserts. Yeah, right. So the kids become a stress master. You want to get somewhere in life? You want to really be the highest paid people in your company? Or you want to really change your life? Learn to become a stress master. When you can master stress, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. Your talents or your your whatever you do will be much more positive and much more on a larger scale than, than your peer pressures. Exactly. And you had to do that when you were getting into the ring. Absolutely. When you were competing in the martial arts, I mean, you really had to keep your stress levels down. And I've never seen anybody so so focused as you have been and you are when you have a task at hand. I mean, your brain goes like right into overdrive when it comes to mastering stress. Yeah, you stress. can't be questioning whether you're going to win or lose. Mm. That You're lost already when you do that. Exactly. And you know, it doesn't matter whether you're competing in the martial arts, whether you're competing for that next promotion on your job, whether you're competing in the neighborhood for, um, you know, some accomplishment that you would like to do. It, you know, it's all about how what your perception is and why are you doing it? What are you doing it for? And I know you did not compete in the martial arts because we needed another 200 trophies, that's for sure, because you should see our office, our home office. My grandson calls it the trophy room because all the walls are lined with trophies. You did it to get a message out there. Yeah, and those trophies were one fighting men that were 15, 20 years younger than me. And the reason I did it was to prove that my concepts of handling stress, being able to reach maximum performance mm -hmm. under the most difficult situations, that's the key. It's also being happy. And if you can handle stress, it's so easy to be happy. If you can't handle stress, it's very difficult not, not to be able to handle happiness. And, and you know what I find that we do when we do have the stress, no matter what it is, trust me when I tell you, whatever you've gone through, we most likely have as well. But finding that happiness, it's like a happiness meter and like testing yourself. But you know what helps us is we have a sense of humor. It may be kind of crazy sometimes, but it helps break that ice when we're under a tremendous amount of stress, whatever it is, whether it's a loved one or a friend that's going through crisis. We have fr friends right now that are going through a healing and health crisis. We pray for them every night. We're there on our hands and knees with, with our little doggies and their paws, and we're praying for them because we don't want to see our friends hurting and in pain or, or dealing with things that you know, is setting them back, whether it's setting them back in business or their personal relationships. So we try to find a sense of humor and, and you know, do find your own way that can really raise your frequency levels because that we're going to be talking about a little bit. It'll make a big difference in your stress levels. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have more right here on Not My Chamber TV. <laughs> I really do know where I'm at. I'll be right back. <laughs> at a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. Hi everyone, welcome back into Primetime TV. I remembered where we were. I know you knew where we were. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about stress and I know it's not a fun thing to talk about but the reason why we're doing this is so we can raise the awareness for you because stress raises our cortisol levels and can actually be a trigger to put our bodies into a health crisis. I will raise my hand on that. Researchers have known for years that elevated cortisol levels sustained over time is more dangerous than we have previously understood. Stress is the most dangerous toxin in our lives. I'm going to toss over to my husband because if you've been with us before, you've heard him say this many, many times about five minutes of what? An angry thought. Five minutes of an angry thought does what to the body? It lowers your immune system for five to six hours, for almost the whole day, just one angry moment. Health for five minutes or more lowers the IGA level, which is the first line of defense, within five minutes. Five minutes. How many five minutes do you or any individual have throughout the day where they're mad about this, they're mad about that, or something's happened to them and they have this grudge against this person, that this person? That, I mean... You figure five and six hours of depleting the system, the immune system, for only one five-minute segment, right? So if you add those up, you're talking more hours there are in a day if somebody takes that five minutes into an hour or two hours and just stays mad all day. And people do that, don't they? They're stress factories. That's when they get into that state of overwhelm. So, and th this is all documented. We don't make this stuff up. And we learned this through HeartMath Institute. Our company, Defy Aging Inc., is certified through HeartMath Institute. So we have all the data that supports that because you marched out to uh, Boulder, California to get certified. And I tell you, it's a, it's a wealth of information. It's a um, not-for-profit organization. And they've been around for many, many years helping people like us, people like you, to de-stress and what can happen. But before we get told that we have to take another break, I'm going to give you the damaging effects of chronic stress. Chronic stress, that means you have no break, right? How would you define chronic stress? I'm going to see if we're on the same page. Well, chronic stress basically is your mindset 
is <coughs> negative more than 50% of the day. Ooh. And it's like acid eaten in our system. The best explanation I've heard of stress, the chronic stress, is why, when life's events do not meet up with your expectation and you fail to manage the results. And that goes on and on. People can, they could probably have some of their individuals that have never really studied handling stress are stressed out 80, 90% of the day. Their thinking is negative. That's the reason for that is we're genetically engineered not to handle this kind of concept changes. There's so much activity going on, future shock, so to speak. And our emotional side of our body, our mind, driven a lot by the amygdala, the part of the brain that remembers all these stored memories that are not good to protect you from the circumstances. But the problem is because of us evolving more mentally than emotionally, the amygdala sabotages our happiness. We were talking about that on the way in today. And I said, well, okay, so how does the amygdala work? And you were saying, like, if, if, uh, if you're going to be chased by a lion and you've never been chased by a lion before, obviously you're going to try to run and get away from that lion. So the amygdala stores that in the amygdala so that if that happens again, you know you better run. Either kill the tiger or get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah. That's the key. It's, 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 an amazing, it's an amazing apparatus in the brain, but the problem is it's outdated in a sense. What we have to do, basically, there is a solution. Rewire the brain. Mm. And you and can. Absolutely. You can. Absolutely. The, unfortunately, stress dam damages the cells in the hippocampus part of the brain, which is our short-term memory. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and our ability to focus and concentrate. We can repair those or create new cells. It was thought until not too long ago that you could not repair cells that were damaged in the brain. Now they found out that's not true. That's not true. And if you go on the Internet <clears throat> and uh, just Google uh, growing a new neural pathway to the brain, there's actually a video on YouTube about that. It's, it's very enlightening, and you'll see what we're talking about. Not that we learn everything on YouTube. It just happens to come up on Facebook. So I, it, I just kind of gravitate towards that. But on that note on the brain and, and everything, I've got a list of things I want to share with you on just the brain alone. And then I'm going to share the wonderful tidbits on the body when you are under chronic stress. So... Stress creates free radicals that kill brain cells. Chronic stress makes you forgetful and emotional. Creates a vicious cycle of fear and anxiety. That's only three sentences that I've shared with you. It halts the production of new brain cells. So what are we talking about here? We're killing brain cells, we're becoming forgetful and emotional, and we're creating a vicious cycle of fear and anxiety. Do we wonder why we have such an epidemic of people having to go on drugs and feeling that they cannot get off? Those three alone, that's the shortest list here on this whole thing. It halts the production of new brain cells. I mean, just think about that. Imagine if you could grow new brain cells and you could have those brain cells to help you deal with the stress because you'll be able to think about how to doing it. And you'll remember. Oh, I get so I get so wound up about this stuff. It also depletes critical brain chemicals causing depression. What was I saying earlier on in the first segment about one of the biggest stressors today is loneliness? What else does loneliness do? You're stressed from that? Depression. 
I mean, it all falls, it falls into synchronicity. Greater risk for mental illnesses of all kinds. I love this one. Stress makes you stupid. Think about that. When you're stressed out, do you ever make decisions that you really wish that you hadn't made? Yeah, it makes you stupid because you can't think. Chronic stress shrinks your brain. We need a couple of hours to talk about shrinking the brain. I mean, doesn't that do it on its own, on its own just from old age? Yeah. Well, the young man, healthy woman, man or woman at 20 years of age, it weighs 1,000 grams. By the time you get to be 65, uh, 1,500 grams. By the time you get to 65 years of age, it, there's only 1,000 grams it weighs. <sighs> stress lets toxins into your brain. Chronic stress increases your risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. Stress causes brain cells to commit suicide. Chronic stress contributes to brain inflammation and depression. So the list is very, sim uh, it, it, they're symbolic of one another. That's just talking about the brain. Let's talk about the body. What was the immune system? You were just saying that about the five minutes of an angry thought. It causes weight gain. Well, we know that. And also, uh, the one thing that I learned from you as my life coach many, many years ago is that when you're stressed and more toxins come into the body and the fat binds the toxins so you cannot lose weight. Did you know that? That's pretty powerful. I mean, that's some strong stuff. Another reason why to stop stressing. At least get out of chronic stress. It affects your blood pressure lowers bone density, high cholesterol, increases risk of heart disease, erectile dysfunction, risk of heart attack, low sex drive, headaches, insomnia, and digestive problems. That's depressing in itself. Well, add to that the research done, a 20-year study by the University of London School of Medicine, one of the most extensive studies on the damaging effects of stress ever done to this date. They found out that unmanaged mental and emotional stress has more of a danger bearing us getting cancer and heart disease than smoking and eating high cholesterol foods. Not handling stress is actually worse than smoking and eating high cholesterol foods. I mean, not that I would recommend you smoke and eat high cholesterol foods, mm -hmm. but that's how difficult the damaging effects of stress. And we have several types of stress. We have acute stress, which is the normal stress of everyday happening. And then we have acute, I uh, <laughs> had a senior moment there, mm -hmm. EQ, in other words. You stress. E U E stress. <laughs> you stress. You stress. You, you. Thank you, dear. You, you stress. stress. Right, you stress. That's the thrill of winning and having an accessible urge to learn, to read an exciting book, see an exciting move. There's a stress, but that's a positive stress, the E stress, right. EU stress. Right, right. And so you combine all that, and the, the big problem about when you're stressed out like this, you can't make good decisions. No, you can't. We were just talking about that during the break, and you, it, it affects your creativity. I know myself. Uh, I'm in the process of writing several books, book to my grandson. I love to do artwork. I love to do portraits and all the things that really make me feel good and accomplished. But if I'm under that chronic stress, 
it, and if it goes into overwhelm, it affects the creative side of my brain. Oh, absolutely. It fries your brain. It, it does. And it's just so, you know, I, I have my ways of getting out of it. Then I can be back to being creative again, which is, I mean, those are the treasures that I feel God blessed me with, as so with you. And uh, you know that from writing your books and your manuals and all that. Well, there are two things that I hold paramount as far as my success being able to do. Two big things that I, I use in my life every day, several times a day. Rule number one. Here it's coming. Don't here it's coming. sweat the small stuff. Rule number two. Everything is small stuff. We're here today, gone tomorrow. The dash between on the grave, between when we were born and when we die. What happens that dash? That's the whole answer. The key is that dash can be successful. You can be happy. Learning how to handle stress. Happiness comes from the absence of stress. Not that you don't have stress, but it's how you handle it. When life's events do not meet up with your expectations and you fail to manage the results. That's one of the best explanations of stress that I've ever heard. Say it again. Math Institute. Say it again. I love to when hear When life's this. events do not meet up with your expectations and you fail to manage the results. And it's like I said, it's like acid dripping in the system. It's waxed the whole immune system in the body, the hormonal balance in the body. Keep this in mind. Every second, you're having millions of brain cells, millions of cells in the body die. And every second you have millions of cells reborn. The key thing is the dying starts getting a lot bigger than the living. And you got a serious challenge there. The key is to, is to keep the living side of the body away from stress or handling stress. You can't be away from it, but you can learn how to handle it. You become a stress master and your worth goes up 100%. You know, that's true. On that note, we're going to take a brief little time out. I know we sound very passionate about all this, and it is because we are. We've seen too much. When we come back in this last half hour, we're going to be talking about some of the different things that we've observed over time over years but really bringing us right up to date because we have a special guest coming in next week that's going to help us address some of the things some of our biggest biggest stressors that put us into almost overwhelm i, I know i do i will admit it from the word go we'll be right back after this at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. Hi everyone, welcome into Primetime TV. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly and with me is my partner in crime, Dennis Kelly. Hey. Hi. Well, we are really uh, cranking it up here today, aren't we? But you know, it's because we're passionate about stress and what it can do to really great people and just, you know, ramping stress levels up to that overwhelmed level where it becomes chronic stress, that's when it really does kick you in the butt when it comes to your health. Trust us when we tell you. We've been around the block, we've seen it with so many, many people, and if we just, you know, if we help one person out there that's watching the show today, then we have succeeded, as Ralph Waldo Emerson would say, Very right? well put. So, Getting back to when we opened the show today, we gave you this awful information that has been dubbed actually by the, um, the World Health Organization that the health ep epidemic of the 21st century is stress. I know that sounds like one word. Well, how can that be an epidemic? Well, when you stop to think about it, it really is. We, if you were to just take a moment to kind of rewind your day to when you wake up in the morning, what kind of day you've had. And I'm not saying get in, into a purposefully negative mood, but because we're, we're so on autopilot today more than ever before with dealing from stresses, when the alarm clock gets up in the morning, whether you're trying to get kids to get off to school, get their lunches or their lunch money or whatever, taking care of the whole family and their breakfast, and the day just goes on and on and on. And if we haven't learned how to try to be sort of like a, an even keel with that, and that takes work, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's not like you wake up in the morning and, ah, nothing's going to bother me today, right? And then stuff happens. And then you have to, you have to figure it out. And, and it comes right down to choices. Either you can let it bother you, you can get angry, go into some road rage. We see it all the day, all the time. We see it, right? We hear it, we see it. Or you can learn to do something about it for when that happens. Because when I read this about a health ep epidemic stemming from stress, it has so many different levels to stress. And everyday stress, we're all going to deal with that. But when it goes into the chronic, that's the part that we really want to try to help you avoid. So I, I, in this last segment, I wanted to, or second to last segment, I'm going to share you with what is really my biggest stress is the computer, social media. This right here, I had 
I can't tell you how many dings I had today because of a group message. I had <laughs> all day. But I knew what it was, so I didn't keep running to see what it was. But there is so much. My husband will not pick up his phone unless he absolutely has to use it for an emergency. Is that right? Absolutely. Or make an appointment if you're a home, if you're away from home, right? Well, there are phone calls that are very, very important. Right. It's taking and eliminating all the stuff that doesn't have importance. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't make you feel good, if it doesn't give you any further education, if it doesn't teach you something or give you some type of, of benefit, then it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because time is precious. You can replace money anytime, but you can't replace time. No, you can't. We've said that many times before. Time is our most valuable commodity. And I have slowly over years, after I left my, my last position, where I was owned by big corporate America, practically, right down to how I wore my hair, all right? And I have been pacing myself over the years, and, and I can always get better, but I find that if I pace myself and I put everything in the compartment that they need to be and, and still having some flexibility, I feel like I can think clearer, and I feel like I've accomplished something. But if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm just going about my day willy-nilly, that doesn't work for me. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't be flexible, but when it comes to different things that maybe aren't my strengths in life, when it comes to electronic media, things like that, I, oh, I have an announcement to make. We are no longer on AOL. How do you like that? Thanks to John Gaston, who helped me with, with uh, my Gmail account. You weren't home, and John spent a good little amount of time with me. That's not my, it's not my strength. But you know, I, if you're a baby boomer, I know there's some of you out there that get just like I do. I freeze right up. I totally freeze up because I don't want to make a mistake because I know that's going to stress me. So I either just don't do it or I sit there and let it stress me out. I just realized just this morning I was texting or I was texting with the with the what you call that thing, stylus, right? So that I can do it properly. I felt me myself actually tensing holding on to my iPhone that is a mini pizza box here and my whole shoulder was tensing and then I've been wondering why my shoulder was aching. So you see what I said? That is what drives me crazy. The digital age. And I'll tell you, we're going to be taking this to another level next week because I have the pro, the expert that's going to come on. You know Rob. Rob Imperato is going to be joining us. He wrote the book, The Digital Age. We're going to have him next week. And if you think this is challenging news, wait till you hear what Rob has written in his book, The Digital Age. And you can get that on Amazon too, by the way. Rob, if you're out there, we're doing a shout-out for you. But honestly, that's one of my biggest, biggest stresses is the digital age. And for me, I think probably because I wasn't raised with that. So I'm trying to play catch-up just enough so that I can do work and raise the awareness for what we're doing and things like that. What's your biggest stress? My biggest stress is... Are the people not living up to what they're expecting, what is expected of them, and not doing anything about it? Trust my husband to come up. G give me an example. Like what? Well, it, there's so many things that, that <coughs> apply in one day that you could apply that to. But it's, it's following the law of allowing. 
allow other people to be the way they want to be, even though they don't want you to be the way you are, and allowing that to happen. Not allowing that to happen. In other words, not allowing people to be able to do their thing without trying to interfere. You mean that's, like those people? I'm sorry, go ahead. And, and that's one of my biggest stresses when, when people don't live up to what they set in goals and I'm, and I'm responsible for their success. Then that, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's a stressor because I usually use that as a as positive stress, mm -hmm. as a use Positive, stress. negative. Yeah, because then when the, you mm -hmm. can encourage that person to do something with their life, that's one of the greatest feelings. If you want an upper, then help somebody else get an, be an upper, then you automatically go up with them. Mm -hmm. When I say upper, mean, really, it's funny, people take drugs to call it an upper. But the upper I'm talking about is life's experiences. Life's preparation, yes. the joys of helping someone, encouraging someone to do something with their life. Just yes. like you said, if one life has been easier, because we have lived, we truly succeeded. Mm -hmm. That's true. And that's what our show is is really about. Um, you know, stresses are different for everyone. And I think I'm, I'm kind of picking up on, on what you're saying there about seeing people where they, they have so much potential and, they, and sometimes they don't even realize it. Or we have those judgmental people out there that feel that they should be telling you what to do, right? Right. Or, well, you should do this or you should do... You know, nobody really knows what another person is living until they're in their shoes. Is that right? Well, I look at it, most people doing the best they can with what they have to work with. Exactly. That's from the law of the miracles. Yeah, yeah. The study of, of miracles. Course of Miracles? Yes. Yeah. So I guess <clears throat> what we're trying to say in this show today is to take this stress thing seriously. We're not just picking this out of the, out of the sky uh, saying stress is not good for you. We all know that. But we're trying to take this to a level to where you really take it seriously. But don't, don't overthink it. Do a few things that you can do for yourself. Pacing myself is what has really helped me stepping back saying no a lot and I started doing that a number of years ago and I mean I have friends that are starting to do that too I have a big 5b card in my desk says no <laughs> I look at that every day learning to say no has a lot to do with keeping stress out of your life I don't hear you it's say no very saying often. yes to things that you don't want just because you're worried that somebody might have their feelings hurt or whatever the key thing is knowing when to say no. That's and true. saying no more than you say yes. Mm -hmm. Because too many times it's so easy to say yes because we want to take the short route. Right. And we want to please. We want to please others as that's well. That's right. And, yes. and that's a very big stressor. Mm -hmm. Trying to please somebody that's hard to please. Mm -hmm. That's why I have the rules that I have as far as don't sweat the small stuff, everything is small stuff. That goes into the category small stuff. That there is so much truth to that saying when you bring that up. Yeah, there is no long stuff. I know. When you really think about it, what you worry about, 98% of the time never occurs. You always said that, actually both of our moms, that your mom would worry about what she was going to worry about next. And that was that generation. Do you have parents that kind of did that? Like it was like there was always something to worry about. I got to worry about yeah, this. Yeah, she worry would about worry that. about what she's going to worry about next. Yeah, but you know what? Worry is such a negative emotion. We don't even use that. I mean, this is the only time we use it in, in our, our vernacular, in our show, is to try to make a point. Be concerned, yes. 
In your book, you talk about overcare. Give us an idea on what overcare is. You'll love this. Well, overcare, especially if it fits with women because they're the housekeeper of, of the relationship. and The housekeeper of the relationship? Really? Yeah, that's right. Really? Yeah. I never heard that before. Yeah, that's they're, they're, that's they're, sweet. They help clean up. That's why women outlive men. Somebody has to stick around to clean up the mess. <laughs> so are you saying that it's the women that are were the glue that keeps things together? The, what they do, uh, the average it's time woman, to go to break. Hold that thought. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978.
at a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. Hi, everyone. Welcome back into Primetime TV. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly, and with me is Dennis Kelly, my husband, and we're talking about stress. No, I'm not in a really good mood to talk about stress, okay? I just am in a good mood because we got our test results back, our blood work done. I'm feeling good to go. Anyway, so just before we took our break, you were going to be talking about overcare, which is in a chapter of my husband's book, The Six Steps to the Fountain of Youth. Because when we get concerned or, say, worry about a loved one, and it doesn't matter what it is, okay? It doesn't matter whether it's health, whether it's relationship, whether it's business related. It doesn't matter. Tell us how we can avoid something called overcare. Well, I think you have to define it first. Mm -hmm. Overcare basically is when you care, when the caring gets to the point where it affects your health, mm -hmm. where it affects your well-being, yes. where it causes you to be negative, then you're on the wrong track. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that, that's most difficult to try to tell people that overcare is bad because some people have the idea that the more I get involved in this, the more I feel what that person feels, the better job I'm doing. They, 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 they have a guilt trip when they don't do enough. They feel they're not doing enough to help the situation. The problem is that it usually goes too far. And as a result, it's very difficult to help somebody get out of that overcare. And women are more inclined to be overcare than men. Sure, sure, I believe that. And when the caring gets to the point where it affects your health, then that's overcare. That's the key thing to remember. So I never thought about this before till just now. So in other words, we sort of default into overcare because we're putting ourselves, if I'm, on, if I'm hearing you right, we put ourselves into that person's shoes to f and feel that, which, which makes us feel it even more so. Right, and we feel it's a badge to wear. I'm taking care of this person. I'm this, I'm getting, it's really working on me. That's what they get on, on the outside. But on the inside, they feel like if they don't care enough, if they don't go and overcare, they're being selfish. They're not being attentive enough. I see what you're saying. So it's, I guess it's basically coming down to strike a balance. Yeah, and learning how to control your emotions. It's having, remember I talked not too many weeks ago about ego drive empathy balance? Yes. Mm -hmm. The problem you want to stay away from an overcare is sympathy. That's, the, that's a bad word from the standpoint, a bad mood, a bad frame of mind, because when you're sympathetic, you only magnify the problem. Oh, that's right. It's to be empathetic, mm -hmm. understanding what the problem or challenge is, understanding the situation mm -hmm. without being involved in it emotionally. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do. Like Anna Weiss wrote a book called The High Performance Mind, great book. And, and she was a, a psychologist on, on the brain. And that was her study of the brain and performance and so on. She said, a high-performance mind is one that at will can reach that state of consciousness that is most beneficial and desirable for any given circumstance. So the key what you learn to do is whatever emotion you need for that situation. So when a person is down and out, <coughs> you don't need to play pity poor me with them. You need to find some way to be able to give some type of input without allowing yourself to becoming absorbed by the stressful moment. I get it. I get you it. You got it. I get it. So basically what you're saying, 
You get a phone call, somebody's in the hospital, they had a heart attack, they had a stroke. You don't know all the details. So isn't that when our fight or flight chemicals kick in and we pull from what we've learned over time and how to deal with stress because that is a stress. Yeah, it's a flight or fight syndrome. Yes. It's the, they're fighting, they're flighting that moment. Mm -hmm. and, and that moment is not productive. That's the challenge there. But that can be overcome through practice, through controlling your emotions, calling upon whatever emotion you need for the given circumstance. And you know, every thought is a frequency. Mm -hmm. Love is the highest frequency on a totem pole. Love is the strongest and highest frequency. And then the lowest frequency is rage. That's the lowest frequency. So the key is not to get, if say on a scale one to 10 would be the high frequency, the higher you go up with the one to 10, the stronger, the most powerful of the frequency. And then going from 10 down to zero would be the strongest on negative, on lowering your frequency. Like rage has a frequency level it's like a like a uh, a lock on a safe it's the cue to get into that negative emotion stuff then you you go to 10 10 is like euphoria like you're so excited about something to happen but you, again you have to pace yourself try to dwell at just a little over neutral neutral is right between the, the positive part and right between the negative part is neutral Neutral is a good place to be for safekeeping, but you can't stay there forever because if you're at neutral forever or on a constant basis, you there's an old saying: if if you you if you fall if you don't control this and you stay in neutral, you would actually the, the word I'm looking for you'd actually uh, fall for anything. You have to have your strong foundation, which you won't bend or break. And but most people have this part where just so they get in, don't get into an argument or whatever, they have that part of holding it back. What you have to do is release it. Look at the benefit of the conversation or discussion. Try to work out things. And if they don't work out, see if you can't change something, then you change. So basically, am I hearing balance, trying to keep that balance yeah, there, yeah. keep that balance? So in other words, I know we're running short of time. So let's say somebody calls you up and they're screaming at you and they really make you mad. I mean, so mad you can hardly stand it. At that moment, is the frequency level dropped down fast so that that's when you make the poor decisions on Absolutely. how to react? Absolutely, you couldn't put it any better. How to react instead of responding. When that frequency drops down there, that's when you make the wacky decisions and the stress causes your brain to be stupid, right? Absolutely, fries those cells. It's right here, it says it. World Health Organization, stress. That's what we've been talking about all day. So, how much time do we have, John? Because I don't want to be rushed in closing. Only a minute. So, in that minute, you mentioned my favorite word that has the highest frequency level, which is what? Love. Love. Come from love, no matter what you do. And 
always, when you tune in to our show on Primetime, we'll always give you some tidbits. If you ever want to get a hold of us, you can. You can email my husband, Dennis Kelly Mastery, at gmail.com. My new Gmail is barbaramarville1 at gmail.com. And you can get a hold of us, ask us any questions you want, and... Uh, Chances are we'll have a few answers that has worked for us, but we're also welcoming anybody to give us little tips and different things that are working for you because we are not giving up until we continue to make a difference in helping you deal with your stresses. Remember, make sure you do something for yourself. Spend some time pacing yourself. Learn how to say no, right? It's okay. It's okay to do that. We're going to take a break, and I want you to tune in next week because we will be back with you again on Primetime.